Hello and welcome to Lady Time, a podcast on midlife. For people in midlife, I am your host, Carol Fitzpatrick, and my guest today is the lovely Kira Malone. Kira Malone is a photographer. From a very early age, she knew she was different. She couldn't read until she was 12 years of age and found herself living in a different visual world that seems in ways parallel to that of her peers. She got her first camera at the age of seven. She realized how that camera was an important tool, helping her to communicate how the world was reflected back to her and her experience of it. And once in her young hands, her lifelong trajectory was set in motion. Kira has exhibited in old buildings, abandoned shops, and anywhere that she thinks the everyday person can experience her work. Democratizing her art is an important element in her work, allowing it to have a further reach than the conventional art world gallery model. With her formative years living over a pub, Kira's life seemed like a movie set, full of characters and stories. Kira is also a very passionate visual storyteller, using her camera to bring focus to individuals and spaces, observing and teasing out meaning like she once did as a child. That's very profound, Kira, and a lovely introduction to you. Um, Kira, you are a Tipperary woman, uh, but now a Clare woman, I'd say. You're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Carol, and I'm honoured that you asked me. So that that was difficult, uh, just reading that, that uh, you you couldn't read till you were 12. Was that difficult as a child? Um, it wasn't difficult for me because I didn't really know the difference. Um, because the child I was, I was probably left alone a lot by the teachers. Okay. Um, you know, it was kind of after the young one of the Malone, she's a bit cracked, leave her off. Um, I was the, the cracked one in the class. So I suppose that was probably disguising a lot of my anxieties of not being able to do, I suppose, what everybody else did. So um, I kind of just continued on and just did, did my own thing, you know? Oh, great. That's great. And what, what, what type of class was it? How many people were in your class? Do you remember? Was it a big school or a little? Yeah, it was the national school. There would have been, it was kind of, back then, I suppose it would have been maybe 30 kids in the class. Okay. So it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big school. Yeah. When I look at it back at it now, I go, I can, I know there was a lot of anxieties there, but at the time I just floaty floated and I had a lot of other stuff going on in my life. I always made sure that well, I, I, there was loads of stuff going on. Okay. And loads of stuff going on. Yeah. And is that how life is today? Do you experience life like that today? Is it a busy, busy world? Um, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's very, very busy in my head all the time anyway. Yeah. Um, which is, which is, um, yeah, it is a very busy world. It's a very busy head. Um, I try to keep busy as well. If I don't, I, I, things go kibosh. Yeah. So yeah, you're one of those people. I know a few, good few of them <laughs> that need to keep busy. Yeah, going. Um, and Kira, I hope you don't mind me asking, but I know you 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 put it up on Facebook a while back that you got a diagnosis recently uh, with ADHD. What was that like to receive that diagnosis? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, because it made sense. Yeah. My childhood made sense. My um, 
I suppose my line of work, how I saw see things, how I saw things, certain things that happened to me over my situations in my growing up, you know, uh, becoming an adult, becoming a teenager. Um, I'm still a teenager in my head, but uh, yeah, it, it it was it made sense. Yes, it was the yeah. first thing in that ever I went. That makes total sense. Yeah. That makes sense of talking over people. Like even as you're talking there now, I'm biting my tongue. Don't talk over. Don't talk over. You know, this is something that I have learned internally over the years from being told, "Shut up, here. Shut up. Give me a chance. Listen, 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 listen." Now I know, you know. That's what it was, that I was listening. It was just, I was, I was making up the, you know, I knew what you were going to say, or I figured out what you were going to say. And I was on to the next sentences or else I was thinking about somebody, something that I had seen over there and I was digesting that, you know, so busy mind. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's wonderful the way you turned that busy mind and difficult difficulty around communication as a child or from what you saw into pictures I mean somebody gave you somebody saw it somebody gave you a camera at seven yeah I got I for my I think it was for my community my communion money oh okay. the Mrs uh, Kendi next door they used to sell cameras you know the old clicky ones that you had the 120 I think the yes, yes. But, uh, yeah I bought that with my communion money so you get the present to yourself you i bought it for myself <laughs> i did yeah and um no i probably mrs kenty probably gave it to me i probably didn't have enough money at all you know well look at the fact that you did that and that uh, see i was i was i grew up over a pub in care which is family home still there um and like in the seventies, cares the crossroads of Ireland. You know, if you had to go to Limerick or Cork, you had to pass my front door. Okay. It was Market Town. You know, I remember you know the whistling, whistling men, the chitter chatter. Um, the shops back then were attended by the owners. You know, it was very personable. It was so. I grew up. In a, on a street community and a business community. So I spent my time in the butchers, in the, um, in the, uh, the shops. There was two old men and like everything was stacked to the ceiling. And that to me was just amazing because it was like, can I help stack? So it was like, I was making art then, I suppose very young by stacking and making the colors look good. And so I was, I was a busybody, I was in everybody's home. Like everybody kind of brought Kira up. It was like, where's Kira? Where's Kira? So I'm very lucky that way, you know. Um, yeah. But then to look for some normality as well, because, you know, growing up over a bar, it's, it's my front door. I had to go through the bar to go to, 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 go to school, to go to the shop, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that can't be easy for a child. I, I do have a brother who has a bar and they live above it. So I know that, yeah, that the, the home life is very different to uh, other people's home lives. And your your mom was probably busy. Was she working in the bar? Oh, listen, she was, you know, she was the balantee. She is, you know, well, she's retired now. But um, she was the one who was running the show. And 
as she said, she said, I, you know, I just had to keep your socks whiter than white. I suppose, because she would, as a woman, she would have probably been judged. Uh, but we were very lucky. It was a real country pub. We had uh, the country people who came into the, into the bar and my mom, she's a lady. So people treated her with a lot of respect. That's what I do remember. Um, and funny enough, on the square, there was two other publicans that were women. The pharmacist was a woman, the butcher next door. Her husband had died at a very young age, another woman. So it was great that it was a very female dominated business um, square on the square in care. So I'm, I'm very. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah, that yeah. is fascinating. So it was a square run by women. Yeah. In Love Ireland, in the crossroads. Yeah, on a heron. You know, on a heron. Wow, that's fascinating. And but because it was in the crossroads of Ireland, did you have a lot of people then dropping in on their way to Cork or on the way back from Limerick? Unbelievable. The amount of people that I met over the years and that used to come back into the pub you know Phil Linnet was a huge um, customer of ours every time I actually have a little watch belonged to me gave me as a kid um, really? he was the first black person that I saw um, which you wow. know in the 70s it was you know um, Shaked Stevens he's oh, no <laughs> yeah I know yeah and I loved him he's quiff or um, who else so Phil Collins was in um, so lots of celebrities lots of celebrities but then a lot of beautiful love the pecker Don. I loved when he is called because they is himself and his wife is park in the in the in the car park down in the castle and they had this lovely uh, VW camper van so they'd come to the bar and I don't know, they'd have something to eat. I, I can't remember. And then they just take me down to the camper bar for a cup of tea and he'd play his banjo and play me a tune. And then I thought, I was really nosy. I was all, if there was Americans in the bar, I'd be like, do you want me to bring you to the castle? I'd have my own little tours going around the castle. You know, I was very, uh, I suppose I had no, with my mom working, I probably didn't have a lot of boundaries with people because I was used to being in the bar. It's a social place, people talk, which probably in hindsight with the ADHD, when I went into secondary school, it was like, I couldn't understand to be told to shut up. Mm. And, but kind of like, I, I just didn't understand that I couldn't talk now and sure can't we talk about whatever we're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's very innocent, I think. Well, you know, there's a lot. It, it sounds great. It sounds like uh, you were the entertainer uh, in the in the bar and beyond it. And oh, I wasn't allowed in the bar now. Oh no! Oh, okay. oh no! 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 Mom no. was very strict. Okay, that okay. we weren't. But you said I still had to go in and out. Oh, sure. I was to constantly get out of the bar upstairs, Kira upstairs. But I had my sneaking spots where I could hold some walls and everything that I knew what was going on. And I'd have my own little ideas and films going on in my head and stories. And yeah. Fantastic. And then um, secondary school then was was that very difficult, like being told to keep quiet and yeah, and that, that I. Yeah, I went to three secondary schools, so that kind of yes. 
And not that I wasn't bold, that bold, that's the word, isn't it, at the time. Yeah. Um, It was just the, well, the first I was in care for a year and then my mom, thinking she was doing the right thing, sent me off to boarding school, which is, which was, which was hell. I hated that. I, I couldn't, the academic side of it. You know, um, the the bullying side of it. Um, I just wasn't meant. I my sister should have been sent. She would have been prefect. You know that kind of way. Yeah. And then I was sent to Rockwell as a day boarder, which was brilliant because it was all lads. Okay. <laughs> well, not the fact that they were all lads, but no. I was used to being with men from the bar and on. You know. Yeah. So it was. It was. Um. It was kind of. That was great. And 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 boys are more. You know, they're not bitches. And you know, you know. I know from <laughs> boys, me. they're more rough and tumble, and they're you know. Yeah, and they don't care. They, they, they're you know. Yeah, it, it was great. It was great because there was so many activities there. I was there till. Um, study finished at half eight at night and I got to go home to my own bed with you know with the dog at the end of the bed as we tried really missed you know um and uh yeah yeah well, it's was- great your mother listened to you Kira because I've met so many people who would have complained about bullying in school and oh she didn't listen I wouldn't have told my mother that I was oh was, right it was only towards the end it um it it got it, at the end it got very bad and kind of I'm so sorry. And she was more scared of the head on than I was. <laughs> there was that fear, you know. I won't go into it, but it, yes. there was a lot of uh, fear mongering there. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was well. Luckily, you were taken out uh, of there and sent to Rockwell. And then, so now you're a photographer, you're, you make films, you are involved in the arts. I met you at a festival or two, curating stages and hosting the artists. And yeah, you, you, you have many strings to your bow now, Kira, don't you? I do, um, yeah. Uh, I love music, I'm passionate about music. And music. I have yeah. to have music yeah. in my art. It's, the, it's probably the one it's the only thing that makes that horrible feeling go away. Okay. Music. You know, if I'm feeling anxious or if I'm um, uh, if I'm running, if I, if the head is is going really really fast and I can't focus on on one thing, you know, and like I can handle now. I can I can go. Okay, I'm thinking about two things. Two things are good. I can ha- think about two things really really well and be very concise about two things. That might sound a bit mad, but no. when there's five things going on at the time, it can get very manic. And okay. then I don't, I don't get anything done. So I play my harp, which is here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit on the harp. or beautiful I'll... harp. And, and you bought that, when was that? Not no, that yeah, it's only a very recent thing. Uh, dear Joe Brian Vaughan, a very good friend of mine. She's an amazing um, teacher. She gave it to me. She said, Kira, that's your therapy. And um, wow, was she right. And I sing and play baron and that kind of trad stuff. So it's, it was... You do, and you're a beautiful singer. You sent me a lovely uh, voicemail recently with a beautiful song on it. 
Oh, yeah, I, I love doing the little voice um, clips because yes. yeah, it's sunshine in people's lives, you know. And I hate texting because it'll be the wrong spelling because I'm dyslexic. Well. Yes, yeah. I have all the takes. You have all the takes, <laughs> but you, 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 you haven't let those uh, takes keep you back. You, you, you live a. You seem, from my perspective, to live a very full and colourful and beautiful life. You have you're very good connecting with people. You have gosh, you have, seem to have tons of friends yeah. um, within the music world and the art world. And um, I make my life for myself. I'm I'm uh, I don't have children, mm-hmm. so um, I suppose my friends are my family. My art is my family. My music is my family. Um, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. And uh, was that a choice you made around children or was that something that just came and went or was it? It it never really came up because I suppose I didn't have a partner um, long enough to like, um, I suppose, yeah, I didn't have, um, it it never came up. It didn't. And that clock never seemed to tick in me. Yes. I never had that, um, I'd love a child. Or No, I absolutely adore children. Yeah, children just seem yeah. to like cling off me. And I love when they do because, you know, I can, I can really be myself and be stupid and be childlike. And, because I can, I know I can be very childish and I like being childish and crack. And yeah. sometimes it's just so like going there because there's too many people going there. Let somebody else go there. I just want to play and create and have fun. But yeah, with the kids thing, um, yeah, I love them. I, I, I but and you I do be... have a very special rapport with them. Um, I do, yeah, yeah. I know my daughter met you for a few minutes, and she was mesmerized by you. And she never is with people. She never ever says, "Oh, mom, that woman's really cool." And she did. Oh, <laughs> yeah dogs and children and horses love me and I love them you know um I suppose I, I I can I feel very natural when I'm with kids because I suppose there's no judgment um I yeah I think I do as I'm older I realize that I the, the fear of judgment because um you know all that acting all that I suppose um, the fear of being judged because I was judged all my life you know should yeah. I stop talking should I stop talking blah, you know that yes. um, as where kids don't do that you can talk together and kids will go yeah yeah and they can still hear I can hear and you can you know oh there's a butterfly you know <laughs> there's a flower you know you can just I love their minds. I find the very kids very inspiring as well for the art because all that shite is gone. It's just that pure, pure thoughts, and I love that freedom. And I think with art, that's it's very similar. Okay, okay, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, great. I never thought of that before, but I now that I'm saying it, that's 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 exactly really. I think. Um, Oh, that's great. And Kira, tell me, um, because this show is about midlife, um, how has midlife been for you? Have you, uh, well, 
I don't know exactly what age you are. You uh, don't have to say, but you're probably. Like, I'm ageless, Karen. You're ageless. I love it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and I caught the I caught the menopause of a friend of mine. Oh, you did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, Sarah. Yeah, I caught it off her. That's what I keep saying to her anyway. Uh, I'm at the other end of it. I think. Okay. Um, How has it been for you? Uh, at the at the beginning, it was. It was horrendous um, because I'd had um, an anaphylactic reaction and um, that was really scary. But what I think it brought... That? What happened? Pardon? What happened? Um, I, 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 and I, had, I had to take an antibiotic, uh, penicillin, and I told the doctor, um, I'm allergic to penicillin. I, I, there was something from when I was a child. And as it turned out, I had taken a reaction when I was a kid. Um, and um, so, yeah, I ended up sure I had to get the whole, the pain and the adrenaline. And it was really scary. It's, it's, it's not a nice feeling. Well, you can't breathe. <laughs> That's a terrible but, feeling. And then, uh, you obviously were somewhere where someone could help you because, I mean, I couldn't imagine if that happened and you're on your own. Or were oh, you I was to... really lucky. I was with my friend Patricia. Oh, and she's a nurse. So it was like straight to hospital. So it was grand. You know, it was fine. But what happened afterwards was, I think it brought on early onset. Um, okay. Or maybe not, but I think it, it definitely exaggerated the, the, the old course. <laughs> um, and uh, well, it was a curse at the time. I was saying, but what happened then is I started develop, de developing um, anxiety. Oh, okay. but it mimicked the manifested and mimicked it mimicked the the um, like the symptoms of uh, anaphylactic. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Because so every time I got uh, about, we say. Start maybe I didn't understand it, so I maybe a little flush or her heart rate racing. Yes, yes, I thought I was going back into an anaphylactic. So I had six a year of until I figured out. Yes, shit, man, I've got the menopause. Yes, you know it. It, wow. it just because I was bockety, you know. Yeah. Um, well, if it uh, came after that anaphylactic shock, I'm yeah, not surprised yeah. that, um, yeah. you know, you make links to that and how scary. I mean, that's very traumatic. So any sort of symptom would trigger you. Into oh, it did. And I ended up having some panic attacks and ended up being back in hospital. Mm -hmm. So then I, I realized, I was like, right, Malone, you have to suss out what's going on, you know, Stop all, get the get it down the brain down to thinking to two things, my body and the curse. Okay. So I turned the curse around and it ended up probably being, I think the menopause has been the making of me. Wow. Wow. Fantastic. Um so the curse has turned into uh uh what what would you say? Uh I really well, like, I can't um, think of a word to a little feather like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just turned it to my advantage as in 
Well, I had no other choice. I had to examine my, well, yeah, I look, I started to look thing, at things a lot differently. Okay, yeah. Um, things... so did you experience many hot flushes? Holy stop the lights. Oh man. Yeah, I had an awful, but what was happening is they were happening during the day. Yes. Talking to people, you know, which is fine, but sometimes it can be a little bit, it was a little bit embarrassing. Like I was in it with a group of guys one day and I was doing a photo shoot and um, I could see them all looking at me. And one of them said to me, are you all right? You're really red all of a sudden. And straight off the head, I went, yeah, I had lupus as a child. I said, it pops up every now and again. I don't be taking any notice. And then afterwards, I thought, why did I say that? Why didn't I just say, I've got a hot flush. I've got the menopause. Yeah. You know, as or before, I would have wanted, oh, feck it, I would, you know. Just... But now... If I get a hot flush and I'm with, especially with my male friends, they even know it now. They go, oh, there's a big one coming now, Kira." <laughs> you know, I tell them about the, the, the menopause. I think it's, I, I talk to everybody now about the menopause. That's great. And That's it's, great. Ama it's amazing the amount of women I've met in Duns and Tesco, on the aisle, you know, girlfriends I haven't met in a while, and same age group and... Only the other night, I ended up spending an hour and a half talking to a girl on the end. On, you know, but she's in the very, it was, it was lovely to, to talk to her about it because she's at the very beginning to go, it's okay, it will pass. Oh, fantastic. Like yeah. the anxiety. Once I got that, I'm not going to die. It's not an anaphylactic shock. And it's, um, you know, you're all right. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so you really turned it around uh, from something that was quite scary and traumatic. In, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't talk about menopause. So to, to, to have a group of male friends who can joke with you about it and tell you it's coming on, that's fantastic, isn't it? That's great. Because we do need to talk more about it. We do need to own it a bit more and, and, and take the, the secretiveness around it away. And you know what, okay, I don't think everybody wants to talk about their, their conditions about, and I don't think there's no need, I, personally, I don't want to hear about the ins and outs of, unless I'm talking to a woman. It's not something that you'll, there's some aspects of it I think don't need to be talked about. Yes. You know, that's kind of a contradiction then as well, isn't it, that... I think it should be talked about, but the nitty gritty of it, some parts of it, I, I, but I'm like that with other things anyway. It's like certain things I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about it. That's fine. No, don't want to go there because I have the visuals in my head. Certain things, if I talk about it, I see them and they can put me off for the day. Yeah. Yeah, so certain things will put you off for the day. Yeah, yeah. So see, whatever you're comfortable with, really, and whatever you're, yeah. yeah I think the word menopause, it should be, it should be like, oh, I have, uh, I have, oh, I have the menopause. Oh, yeah, right. Jeez, yeah, how are we getting on grand? Yeah, not bother. Yeah, that it's like really normalized. That's yeah. what I meant. That's, yeah. To normalize it. Mm -hmm. 
you know what? You don't have to know the ins and outs of it, but you have to know if you're having a bad day that a guy can go, ah, oh, bless, she's having a bout of the old menopause. You know, what do you need? Nice. You know, just simple, what do you need? Because I think um, because we don't normalize it so much and we don't talk about it an awful lot that a lot of women can be in perimenopause or menopause for, for years and not know it. So they may not have the hot flushes, but they yeah. might have the heart palpitations and they might have uh, some people get depressed with it. They might you know, have have moods like you say, they might be having a bad day. And they don't, or, you know, people can get pains in their joints and they don't know that that could be connected yep. to the menopause. So absolutely. So, yeah, you don't have to go in and out of all the what's happening for you today. But to normalize it, I think is really important. Yeah, I yeah, de definitely. You know, because especially with the for me, the anxiety, as which I suppose is a type of depression. You know, I was definitely I definitely had depression from it. Yeah. But then by taking the magnesium, the Damkwai, I went the natural way. I didn't take um, uh, the HRT. Um, and has that worked for you, the natural way? The, the, you know what? The it has. Yes. Because I thought, well, fit that. Imagine if you didn't have a patch when I'm 70 or 80 or mm -hmm. next week. And then you're going back into full menopause. Perfect that no no I thought no I'll just go through it now Malone and suck it up and see what happens and I thought well you know if I can't handle it I, I'll go on the HRT but I kind of stuck it out because it made me examine a lot of things in my life okay. as hard as it was yes it's been the making of me coming out the other end yeah. it's like a project starting it in the middle and going to the end I was kind of curious as curious of what would happen at the where is the end of this you know and I'd gone so far into it without realizing I was in it mm -hmm. I went right hold on now to the reins Malone you'll get there and I think I've I've I'm I'm at the other end of it now yeah yeah oh great great and that's a lovely way to describe that process and yes I know and look at HRT works well for some women. Yeah, yeah. Some women, the natural uh, remedies or the supplements don't work, but that's great that they've worked for you and that you were able to look at the things that it brought up for you and that yeah. you've come through the other side because it can be a rocky road. Oh, sure can, yeah. yeah. My diet as well. The diet was a huge thing. I changed to a ketogenic diet okay. and um, I found that really, really good for the brain fog and, yes, you know, Going up the stairs, going down the stairs, going up the stairs. What did I go downstairs? Was I going upstairs? Oh no, I'm downstairs again. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that yeah. was my diet definitely helped as well. You know, tell me because I, I know I um I love the ketogenic diet as well. But for people who don't know what that is, our listeners, maybe somebody who's not um up to date with it, tell me what do you eat? What do I eat when I'm not eating dark chocolate? Uh, <laughs> I have, a, I have a healthy addiction there. Um, so it's it's a diet based on fat, basically. So I eat a lot of avocados, nuts, coconut oil, different oils. Um, I do a lot of intermittent fasting. So I eat from maybe 12 to 6 during the day, and I'll have two really nice meals. 
Um, for breakfast now, I've, I've my homemade bread that I, I have. Um, and I What's in the bread? The bread, my I've chia chia walnut and um, I don't know what else I've chosen. I don't know. I've, I've, I'm so used to doing it now, but I think it's chia and walnut. Okay. And um, it's great because it lasts for a few days. You can throw it into the the, the toaster and that. And I love eggs with that with a lot of butter. So a lot eat, of butter. Do you eat meat, Kira? Um, I do. Yeah, okay. I do. But I'm trying to pull back in the beet, meat. But luckily with this diet, it's only 20% protein. So I can get protein in, in, other, in other places. Um, but I do love my steak. I know. And I think the ketogenic is easier if you eat meat. I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, it's just a bit more variety in it. I know. Yeah. I'm, and I, I, eat, I eat a lot of fish as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's very economical. Oh, good. Yes, it is. Yeah. Because um, you're not buying the shite that you'd normally throw into your basket that you don't need. You'll eat, well, you know, especially with the menopause, with the weight. You know, when I started, I was a lot heavier. And um, once I kind of found out what was happening to me and did a bit of research, I said, okay, this is the time now to really concentrate on my um, uh, myself and my body and my health and because I knew okay with with the menopause you can put on it that was one of the, it came up everywhere way way uh, wait 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 and it wasn't the weight thing but I was thinking about my heart you know there's heart disease in my family it was so I just kind of so that was a great thing yeah. as well yeah. menopause made me start thinking about my health more and I think then when you're having all those fats it's very good for your skin isn't it um, yeah, yeah. The, the nuts and the avocado are very good you get that natural glow a lot more mm. I definitely think mm. amazing I also do use um, my friend Kiki's Deadly Buzz Bam oh my god it's Deadly good. Buzz Bam that's Deadly it. Buzz Bam yeah um, Kiva makes it it's absolutely fantastic I use a lot of CBD products as well Okay, so what, what uh, topically on the skin, or do you ingest? And um, this, yeah, her bams are um, are for, for this all over the. I use her bams at night. There's, I she's one. I have one for my feet that I put on before I go to bed because you know when you're waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, getting up, going to the toilet. So that's great. Does that have magnesium? This doesn't have magnesium. It, no, it, the the first one. No, it's um. I can't see, I've no glasses on me now. It's okay. my glasses on my head, no. Um, I'm not quite sure what's in this one, but all her, it's all CBD based. So I'd smather that on my feet, a pair of little pair of sockies and I'm great. And then I won turmeric and lavender for my face. Oh, um, I actually got one today in the post and it's, um, it's for my chest because I'm, getting a bit I've, I've been a bit chesty so I, I got that one from her but yeah and I take CBD oil I take it for the anxiety sometimes <clears throat> if I'm feeling yes. myself or if the brain is running I'll take a drop of CBD oil and it just kind of sends me a little bit you know that I can go okay do this one now and then do that one Kira, and that one you know what I mean I I, I can't so that's great. You have quite a few uh, different uh, things to 
bring you down to relax you so the music is one and then using the 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 oils or the balm uh, is another so that's great uh ways of so anything that works that's what i'm so about for myself you know kira use what works for you might work for everybody else but just use what works for you um and you know because I, I at this stage of my life and my career i i I need to be a little bit more grounded mm. and I'm realizing that now, but I, which is great that I can, I can address those, which I think the, the, um, the menopause is that kind of helped me. Um, it's definitely helped my artwork because I'm looking at things differently. Okay. Tell me about that. Um, well, Differently as in say, the organization, the, the planning, um, uh, and knowing now that I have ADHD, I don't feel I'm not as scared anymore to um, go to somebody about a project. As where I've always done my own projects. I, by using the buildings, by using going to business, I, you know, I've, I've great support from people in Clare, business people in Clare giving me buildings and sheds and anything that I, you know. Um, so yeah, that's that's been um, really good because I, I can now plan things a bit more and not have the fear that, you know, that the spelling is wrong or if I've left out four sentences or if I could, you know, I can explain things better to people now. I can explain, just give me a chance. This is the idea, as I would have had fear for years in writing a plan. So I never went for grants. I never went for for help. I just did it all myself. Um, so now it's great. I got the Agility Grant from the An Arts Council Grant, which I'm very proud of. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, first one that... I, ever in my 25 years being a professional artist um yeah. so i'm really proud of myself for getting that and no i did have help with the writing and but it's still me it's absolutely and look at if you have nowadays we know if you have difficulties with writing or learning or or whatever difficulty you have around communication uh you can ask for help i mean i i, I know in the universities if you have any anxiety even you can ask to go into a different room to do your exams so you're not surrounded by 400 people and their anxiety you go in and if you have special needs if someone has to you know if someone has to read yeah. out the paper for you you're in a room on your own or if you know or you could be with 30 people so absolutely let's acknowledge that all of us need help and yeah and don't be afraid to ask for help yes as where I would have never asked for help. Would be like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it done, get it done. Now, I did get it done. Sure. Now, I might have, you know, done three hula hoops and upstairs, downstairs and climbed the roof to get there. But by Jesus, I'll get it done. Which I think has been a really good thing as well because I've learned how to, you know, I create my own set designs, I make my own sets, I find my own models, I find my own buildings, and that that still carries on, you know. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. So you've been very self-sufficient, but now you're 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 moving on up with a little I'm bit of help. Oh, come on, <laughs> help me! You know, my sets are getting bigger, my ideas are getting bigger. Um, 
I've just actually finished writing a film, contemporary film. And great. What? Tell me about that. So um, it's called Pangea. Mm. Um, so Pangea um, is a, a mermaid who lives in the Turlock in the Burn. And um, so it's basically loosed around your Maj- Majimara, the, the woman of the sea. But when she comes onto la- the land, it's kind of based on the seven deadly sins. Oh. The anxieties of, she falls in love with a guy, phones, to do with technology as well. She ends up stealing his phone, but then ends up in the mind of the human. And she's oh. faced with all these doors. So wow. True. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of um, negotiating, uh, getting a big space in Ennis with a businessman who's been very kind as well, you know, and I'm just going to build the set in the space. I can build loads of sets in the space, um, do green screen. I've never used green screen before. And, um, and then just pick up, do the outdoor shots because burn it's, it's so beautiful in Clare so um yeah I'm really excited about that yeah wow that's really fabulous about that yeah yeah that's great well done I look forward to seeing that and I'm sure that'll take some time to put together and produce and make and direct and create and everything that you have to do and edit all of that stuff oh, yeah. I look forward to it yeah 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 that's great that's really brilliant and you might um, be in a jet I'll need extras. <laughs> oh, great. Please. <laughs> I mean, you'll have to come to County Clare. Yes, I'd love to. I'd love to. Gosh, Clare is the place at the moment, Kira. A lot of people are uh, raving about Clare, how wonderful it is. And there's a lot of great stuff happening and people moving there. And yeah, it's a wonderful place. They're great people. Clare people are They're very open. Are they? Yes. Yeah, very open. And one thing I like about Clare is there's no snobbery. Yes, they're more authentic. Yes, they're I do know some of their people. Yeah, in fact, I have uh, a bunch of friends, uh, some of my closest friends, and we have a WhatsApp group called Meeting Up in Clare. Oh. <laughs> so they're all connected to Clare. I think I'm the only one not connected connected to Clare, um, but I will be. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good thing about Clare. So many people find it, and it ends up being their spiritual home. It's like I'm a temporary girl, but Claire is my spiritual home. I feel probably more, you know, this is, I've lived, this is where I've lived for like so long. Um, I've lived here more than I've lived anywhere else. So, you know, when you, you yeah. get an affinity with the place, it's, it's just, it, yeah. It's and I love the burn. Oh, the burn. I spent so much time in the burn, you know? Beautiful. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Kira, what would be one of your greatest achievements in life? Whoa, okay. Oh, um, 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 okay. (laughs) (laughs) One of the biggest achievements in my life. I think, um, okay, um, I went back to school a couple of years ago. Did you? I did, yeah. I blagged me way onto a course. To, no, yeah, I kind of did blag me way, yeah. Um, um, I did an honours degree in Irish um, in, wow. in, in County Waterford, down the Gaeltacht. Oh, um, in Wren? In, yeah. 
It's wow. nine, yeah. And um, the course director, Blahina Cohen, yeah. Um, I showed her my portfolio and um, chatted with her, kind of pretended I learned, I knew a little bit of virus, but she knew I didn't have a word. So I got on the course with my portfolio and um, I got an honours degree in television production and film. Wow. And my production then was on TG Car. It was shown. The guy I did it on, Tomas and McCarthy and Alvin Igonica. I brought two, I brought the traveling community and the people from the Great Talk together through song and I brought them on a on a road trip. And um, yeah, we got some beautiful songs and wow. lovely connection between a collaboration between the two of them. Um, so that was probably my biggest achievement that from having ADHD, from being dyslexic, you know, that's thinking that I wasn't Everest, that was a huge, that was really a, a big, that was it, I think. Where you thought you weren't the cleverest, but obviously you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good blagger, I know. That's how I, I blag no. away into, any, into anything. <laughs> you don't get an honours degree for blagging. And I, I, I could, and you know what was great about it actually? I couldn't talk. Okay. I had to listen. Okay. It, it helped me to learn how to listen. Mm -hmm. to, because you can be listening and talking at the same time. <laughs> so they were speaking in Irish. So I didn't understand a lot of the stuff they were saying for the first three or four months. So I didn't open my mouth. They thought I was the quietest thing ever. <laughs> um, so a few words going then. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was uh, that was brilliant because I learned because in musical, a lot of the same language was coming up because you were in studio, you know, about the equipment, questions, how you'd interview people. So I ended up at the end of the year having quite a lot of um, spoken Irish, mm. which was brilliant. Amazing. That's great. And that would connect you to a lot of people as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, for the guy who, Tomás McCarthy's traveller, um, he ended up going on to win the Gradom Kjol, the Singer of the Year, which is a, it's the biggest kind of accolade you can get in the trad scene. You know, it's it's pretty big. So I was, I was really proud of him, and it was it just all I was like, oh, it's great that you know, good things happen. You know, Absolutely. I think when there's a good vibe and good karma and... and Amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well done. Well done. And and Kira, um, what is the vision for the future? So the film is one, definitely. The film is the one. And, um, well, I've just applied for a job. Um, Great. Uh, yeah, so... Let's look with that. Yeah, and hopefully I'll hear in the next week or so. So that'll be a whole... It's in the same field, it's in the, in the, in the arts. Great. Um, hopefully I'll get that. Uh, yeah. I, I can't... I don't want to say anything because... No, yeah, right. You right. know, yeah. 
normally I'd be blabbing it all out, but I did say to myself before the interview, don't say it, Kira. Don't say it. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully you get that and best to look with that. Um, Kira, it has been fabulous talking to you. Thank you so much for uh, coming on Lady Time and having a chat. Uh, it's great to hear and to learn a lot more about you. And thank you for your honesty and your bravery. Um, and sure, we, we might see you on here again. Uh, stop. Thanks, Carl. I'm very honoured that you asked me, you know, uh, I've been listening to them and uh, I was like, is she asking me for it? But I'm really glad that you did because it's been very enjoyable. Well, it's always very enjoyable to meet you anyway because you're such a beautiful human. Thank you and, very uh, much. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I thought that I thought actually I don't know if I said it earlier, but I thought, uh, Kira, I thought it's very interesting to hear about people getting a diagnosis at midlife. I think there's a lot of people these days getting a diagnosis for ADHD or autism or you know different different things that we're used to hearing about kids so I thought it'd be interesting to talk to you and it, it certainly was and thank you for shining a light on your journey and um what a great achievement I'm I like I feel that what you did uh, you're you know going to college a few years ago and what came out of it just just amazing and I think that's a wonderful thing about you you know that you took a, a very serious challenge from childhood and you made it a, a, a great achievement and positive in midlife and that you brought people in that story who went on to win prizes as well so you know it's it's, it's fascinating and it's brilliant yeah, share the love share the love yes you know I, I don't think I'd be the person I am today um, only for the love that was shown to me as a child by the people on the square. Yeah. They were, it is true, a community brings well, up. Kira, that'll make a great film. Oh, Jesus. I Hair square. <laughs> oh, listen, I've often thought about it, you know, going, I can see it. Like, I have a memory. Now, this might sound a bit mad, but do you remember the old high um, prams? Yes, yes. So I remember, and I remember this big, you, you'd, you'd lock the child into yeah, the strapped in. yeah. roundy thing in the front. Yeah. I remember being outside the pub, strapped into a, into the high chair, because I can remember the, in the noises and we tapped on the head. And, and I remember going, how am I going to get out of this? I can actually remember, I must have been very young, but I can, See the little straps on, you know, how they'd be tied in. Um, so it's, I have a lot of memories from... I've, from oh, well, I look forward to seeing those on the big screen. And see there, I'm going off into another tangent. Oh, no, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Listen, Kira, thanks so much for joining uh, me today. And thank you for listening, everybody. This is Carol Fitzpatrick on Lady Time. If you like what you are listening to, please subscribe and please let your friends know. Thank you.